Welcome to the Equipping the Saints podcast. We're glad you're joining us today. Here is this week's teaching. What's going on, everybody? Uh, Pastor Bernard Harper here with this uh, new episode of Equipping the Saints. And we're really excited to, to be back with you. It's been a couple weeks since we've recorded an episode, so... Um, we're finally back at it, and there we're we're digging in deep into the book of Romans, and we're reading Paul's words, and we're kind of seeing what they're truly telling us. Uh, we ended off at uh, Romans one, verse nineteen. We did eighteen and nineteen in the last episode, so we're back at it here in this month of June. Uh, that we are officially in the month of June. Um, so she is kind of passing by a little bit here. So let's go ahead and dig in deep into God's word. Um, I'm reading out of the NASB in verse 20. Uh, verse 20 says, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made so that they are without excuse. On to verse 21. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations, and their foolish hearts heart was darkened. Verse 22. Professing to be wise, they became fools. So, on to verse, verse 20 here. We're, we're seeing that the hearts of the people were ultimately um, made, they're, they're carnal men carnal men so they don't have a change of heart and we're going to continue in verse 21 we're going to kind of see how their hearts are and, and how the, we are our hearts are made ultimately before we are saved so in verse 20 it says for for since the creation the world his invisible attributes his invisible attributes which are mainly talking about his eternal power we're also talking about his divine nature, his faithfulness. That's ultimately what we're discussing is his faithfulness into his beautiful attributes. And we talk about in, invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature, his divine nature of who he is as a loving God and as a gracious God towards his people that we do not deserve grace. And seeing things that are clearly seen, being understood through what was made, so that they are without excuse. Understand that we're going to see, we're going to make excuses over things that we see. Like if we don't think that it's something that is ultimately that is is truly divine, then we're going to make excuses. We're going to make excuses. We're going to see that as an excuse. When it's something that we truly don't understand, we're going to see it and be confused with it. Um, so God's eternal power, his invisible attributes or glory, glorious attributes, glorious attributes, divine nature, his faithfulness. We read in Genesis, we talk about his kindness, his graciousness um, through what he has made. 
when we talk about the creation, it delivers a clear, unmistakable message about God in the person, God as the Spirit, and the entire Trinity. We read that. And God as man, as Jesus. God holds all men responsible for their refusal and the knowledge of who he is and what he is. He holds us responsible. So when we read that they are without excuse, they're without excuse of, of completely going against God for who he is. There's no excuse. When we see the creation and we see his glory and his grace, there is no excuse that can be given. There is no excuse that man can make when we see and witness the glory of God. Hear me out, people. That there is no excuse that can be given. We can't see anything that, when, when our eyes are open, we see the glory of God. We see how glorious he is. Now, when we are not saved, we see the opposite. We see the opposite of who God is. We see um, people that are against God. We see uh, that the Bible is made up, or we see all kinds of different things that this world likes to give us. But understand that through God's grace and his mercy that we are saved, that we finally see, we finally see God's grace, God's mercy, and his glory in its fullness, in its complete fullness. So, we understand that the creation gives us gives us a full picture of who he truly is. God holds all men responsible for their refusal. If it's if you refuse who God is, he's going to hold you accountable. That's when you feel God's wrath ultimately. And understand what you've seen him throughout creation. Even those who have never had an opportunity to hear the gospel have received a clear witness without the existence and character of God and, and have suppressed it. If a person will respond to the revelation, he is even solely natural revelation. God will provide some means to that person to hear the gospel. If they see an act of who God is, then these people will understand the gospel, the chosen, the elect, or however you want to word it. They will partake in the gospel. So that's what we read in verse 21. Uh, I mean, in verse 20. In verse 21, for even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile to their speculations and their foolish hearts. Man is conscious of God's existence. Understand this. The power and divine nature through general revelation that men will dishonor God because we have hearts and minds of men ultimately against God. Part of this is the challenge to, to our personal behavior. See, when men realize that faith depends on demands repentance when faith demands repentance hear me out i want you all to hear this that when true faith demands repentance they become unwilling to believe they become unwilling 
Our hearts and minds are naturally affected by unbelief. Our hearts inside of us are made to unbelieve. We're not made to believe in that. We're not made to believe in a holy God. We were, we were made and we were damned in sin. So we are not made to see the glory of God. It takes repentance and to turn away from that for us to truly understand his glory, to truly understand his grace. And so in verse 21, and in order to know God, we're, we, we need to understand his existence and his power. See, the man's chief end, what we were made to do, is to glorify God. We read it all throughout the scriptures, from Leviticus to First Chronicles to the Psalms, even in Romans. The scripture constantly demands it. To glorify him is to honor him, to acknowledge his attributes, and to praise him for his perfections. It is to recognize his glory and to exalt him. Failing to give him glory, ultimately, is man's greatest affliction to the creator, to God, where we should be giving thanks. We should be giving him thanks. We should glorify him. We should give him glorification on a holy God and who he is. But, like I stated earlier, we are against that. We were born with a sinful heart, with a darkened darkened heart. So in verse 21, when it says, For even though they knew God, they did not honor him. Ultimately, they did not even know him fully. That's why they did not honor him or give him thanks. They became futile in their speculations, in their own speculations. Read that in the scriptures there. They were futile in their own Understand they were thinking with their own sinful hearts and their speculations in their foolish hearts and it was darkened. Understand in order to take it out of uh, a heart out of darkened, a darkened heart, you have to have the light. You have to have the light. In order to have the light, you need to have repentance. In order to have repentance, you got to be given grace by God who is the ultimate, the, the tool of salvation. So they were darkened. They had darkened hearts. They truly did. We read it in the scriptures that they had darkened hearts. See, man's search for a meaning and purpose will produce only vain and meaningless conclusions. They were vain and main and and meaningless. No meaning. See, when we talk about meaning, we talk about something that it contains pure that can contain something with its pure fullness so when we're talking about meaning the only true meaning is God the only true savior is, is Jesus so when we discuss that our hearts are trying to find something with meaning that this world will not can give us the true meaning of our souls that we need this world that we live in um, even in this month, we have seen things that are not glorifying God, that are not truly showing his divine nature and what he has planned for our souls. We are not seeing that. 
So with that being said, that we need God. We need him to, to be that light in our darkened hearts. Our darkened, deceitful hearts. And it is vital that we do so, that we chase after God every single day. That we not stay in this, in this rut. It's real easy for us as Christians to stay inside of a rut. To, to, to read our Bible every night and to discuss the Bible with other people. But what are we doing to truly change non-believers' hearts? What are we doing as far as the Great Commission tells us to do? Like, what are we truly doing? What are the steps that are being taken? What are steps that we are taking in order to do so? See, we're meant to glorify God. His attributes are to be praised. We are to give thanks, um, even though our hearts are, are darkened. See, when man rejects the truth, the darkness of spiritual falsehood replaces it. Spiritual falsehoods. We read that um, in Jonah in chapter 3. Spiritual falsehoods. When we talk about spiritual falsehoods, that is somebody proclaiming on who they are, but they're not doing the work to do so. We're not diving into the scriptures like we're supposed to. We're not discussing the, the gospel with people. You understand, we were meant to discuss the gospel with everybody that we come across, everybody that we talk to, everybody that we meet with. That's the message, is the gospel message, is that what we hold true to. The true gospel message is something that we are supposed to hold true, that we hold true to our hearts, that we hold true to, uh, to everything that we partake in, that the gospel is what it is about. So I want you guys to hear me today as, as we discuss these scriptures in Romans and understand that it's truly about Jesus, that it's truly about our futile minds and hearts on being grown and being um, being poured into by God because we are in this chosen people. That we were born with a sinful heart. That our hearts and minds are naturally against God. And if it wasn't for salvation, if it wasn't for salvation, then we would continue to live in a life that is not glorifying God. That we will continue to live a life that is naturally against him. That is naturally against him. Tim Keller said this, the reality of God's nature and our obligations to him are continuously presented to us. They are presented to his people. The reality of God's nature. And it's vital that we are to, to take it and to utilize it in our lives. They are to see that, that we were born with a darkened heart that there's other people out there with a darkened heart. Do you understand that? That there are people out there that have that darkened heart that are waiting to be woken up by the Scripture. That Scripture is going to be spoken to them and they are going to light up. That a darkened heart is going to light up like a light bulb being switched on. It's up to us to take it. It's up to us to flip it. It's up to us to, to, to communicate that with them. Understand that, people, that we are meant to do so as Christians. We are meant to spread God's word 
um, to its full capacity. The verse 22, this is kind of a short um, verse here. Professing to be wise, they become fools. See, man rationalizes his sin and proves his utter foolishness by devising and believing his own philosophies about God, about the universe and himself. We can create an entire series discussing this, um, discussing how man have taken the gospel and switched it around it to something um, completely divisive that is made of this world that we have seen it over and over again for financial wealth for popularity we have seen man completely take the gospel God's gospel that are professing to be wise but they are fools that they live in a darkened heart Paul is speaking this to the Romans to the Romans that are dealing with the same things that we are dealing with today. See, man has a high opinion of himself, thinking himself is wise, but in reality he is foolish. He's thinking, they, they, some people think the Big Bang created the world rather than a holy God that created the world, and we have evidence for that. Some people take financial gain. They take money from people to advance their own ministry. Not utilizing it for anything but themselves, for financial wealth, for financial gain. Hear me out, saints, that we are to understand who these people are. That we are to see we are dealing with the same people inside the scriptures. Professing to be wise, but they are foolish. Don't be wise and rely on God's word. Rely on God's word for fullness. Because if we rely on ourselves to be full, then we'll always be empty. We will always be empty. There's nothing that we can do for our own self that is going to benefit, that we will benefit from. We will do nothing but to continue to dig deeper, deeper into a hole, into a grave. That is only God's word that is full. It's only God's love and his grace and his mercy that is full for us people. Just as Paul was speaking to the Romans, uh, the Romans are very similar to who we are today. That we rely on our own judgment. We rely on our own will. We rely on our own hearts to to, to give us our own emotions to make us happy. When in truth and reality that there's no other happiness in this world but Lord Jesus Christ and God's graceful grace and his mercy poured upon his believers. There's nothing else that we can do. There's nothing I can do to make myself full. There's nothing that I can can do to to be like I am um, spiritually all here. I'm not a believer, but I am here. I've lived my life to its fullest and I am happy. In all reality, you're not happy. In all reality, you're not happy. The only happiness you can get is from the love that you can get from Jesus Christ. There's, you can't get the same love from your wife. You can't get the same love from your family, from your kids. There's only one true God. And he is the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We believe in a triune God that can give us the fullness 
It can make us complete. Make us complete forever and always. And it will never change. And that is a holy God. That is a holy God. And that is verse 22, people, in Romans chapter 1. So thank you all for listening today. I hope you got something out of our study. And uh, next week we're going to continue to move on through Romans. Uh, we're getting there slowly. We're almost to the end of chapter 1. But um, it's been a wonderful time just discussing this scripture with you and and uh, going over it. And if you uh, need any prayer request, need somebody to speak to, please find us Equipping the Saints on Facebook and Twitter. We'll be more than happy and Instagram, more than happy to pray for you. So we're praying for all of you. I hope you have a wonderful day. Be blessed. Thank you for listening today. Subscribe to our podcast and listen to the weekly teaching.